You're listening to the Homegrown Faith Podcast. I'm Joe Clark, and I'm chatting with my fellow pastor and friend, Richard Sweatman, about God, the Bible, and life lived growing our faith in Jesus. This podcast is coming to you from Hunter Bible Church in Newcastle. Joe Clark, welcome to 2022. Great to be chatting with you again. <laughs> Richard. Yeah, it's nice to be back, isn't it? Having had mm. a little break, getting ready to go for another year of homegrown faith. And um, welcome to everyone who's been listening along with us. Um, it's good to be yeah, back in the swing of normal life. It has been a crazy time, hasn't it? It sure has. Yes. I hope uh, <laughs> our listeners haven't missed uh, the podcast too much. Uh, back yeah. to regular recording now. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, let's jump straight into it. Joe, what have been your stories? What's been happening? Well, Richard, I got um, a Christmas present that I had requested from my mum because she said, mm-hmm. oh, what do you want, darling? And I was like, oh, I don't know. And then I thought about it a bit more and I said, okay, mum, I'd like a rain gauge because, <laughs> and I invite anyone else to join me in this, there is nothing sweeter than playing the how much rain did we have overnight game. <laughs> oh, so <laughs> yeah. Another guessing game because I love a good guessing game. Um, so this I set is a up my theme. rain it's game. It's an ongoing theme. Oh, it's such a theme. It's such a theme. I love it. And I actually talked to Ginny, who listens along, and she has a guessing game as well that she plays. <laughs> uh, you can go chat to her about that. But um, set my rain gauge up, and I'm happy to let you know since the 1st of January, our biggest rainfall was 19.5 millimeters. Um, it was the other day. Very big rainfall for me. <laughs> that's that's in a twenty four hour period. Is that yes? What it so means? I check it at about eight o'clock each morning, <laughs> and so sometimes a little earlier, sometimes a little later than that, um, just depending on when I'm, you know, thinking about it. Um, but the other thing I've done is Donna, my friend. I've also mm-hmm. given her rain gauge because she lives sort of on the other side of town, mm-hmm. and so now we're going to text <laughs> about how much rain we've had. Because it, that's the whole joy of talking about rain. Like the, you can be like, oh. And so on the day we had 19.5 in New Lambton Heights, she only had 14, <laughs> which is a big difference. <laughs> this, this is the rain gauge community is out there. I've also persuaded Greg to get one. And so we could do, you could have one, Richard, and it could be like the close neighbors difference rain. <laughs> like, because you're yeah. only around the corner. <laughs> yeah. I'm feeling the. Uh, I'm tempted. Is this? Does this have sort of deep roots in your um, country upbringing oh, as yeah. well? Rain oh, gauge? absolutely. Um, it didn't rain heaps often, but every time it did, Dad would we would have a competition to guess how much rain there was, and Dad would generally win every time. Um, but and then there was the call around to discuss how much rain there's been, particularly because on a gravel road, if there's been a lot of rain along the road, mm. you probably won't get to town, and mm. so. You call your neighbour and say, "Oh, how much did you have?" And they often have had a little bit more or a bit less, and and yeah. So really? it's a very social occasion. Very social. Yeah. And do you, is this a kind of high tech weather station with automatic readings? Oh, or absolutely it? not. Absolutely okay. not. This is this is um, it's not the lowest tech system in that it's got the funnel on top and the interior tube to measure, but um, the interior cylinder, I should say, not tube. Um, so it's not just like the regular triangle plastic thing it's it's got a funnel and it's got an interior cylinder but it's definitely not electronic because no no it's all about tipping the water out that's the fun part Uh, oh look how much rain there's been now tip the water out and go again for the next day (laughs) (laughs) this sounds like a very hobby i am i am interested i'll i'll uh i'll see i'll have to be asking your your friends yeah the rain gauge (laughs) this is an invitation to people to join my rain gauge community yeah (laughs) Yeah, I think people will take you up on that. 
<laughs> what about you, brother? What's been happening? Oh, look, oh, I thought I'd share with uh, you and the listeners that I did manage to get COVID over January. Oh. And um, <laughs> I, yeah, extend my sympathies to people who've, who've been unwell and suffered. Um, yeah. I don't mean to make light of it, but I did, um, yeah, did pull through okay with a, yeah, two or three days um, just fever and resting and that sort of thing. Oh, gosh. But um, the... Uh, I thought the funny thing I'd share was that I watched a series, um, series three of Alone, you know, this uh, series on SBS. Oh, yes, yes, um, yes. With people who live, survive in the wilderness by themselves. And it's a, I have to say it's a perfect series to watch when you are sick because um, <laughs> I found myself relating to the people, you know. So, like, here's a guy who's, you know, just really struggling because he hasn't seen his family in 60 days or something. And I'm like, Whoa. yeah, you know, I... I haven't been allowed to give my kids a hug for the last three days because of our COVID rules. So, man, I can totally relate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm there with you, buddy. I'm there with yeah, you. <laughs> you know, 60 days in the wilderness, a few days without a hug. There was a connection. So I've, <laughs> I've, some people think, you know, I'm being soft compared to those guys. But, yeah, that alone was perfect viewing for uh, COVID sickness and isolation. Oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah. I've heard stories about that show and I think just the story's enough for me to, for me to be like, okay, yep, I feel like that's enough of an experience of that show because of the, <laughs> you know, is this a, a wild animal that's going to kill me kind of moment. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty no, intense. I will, uh, <laughs> I will keep, keep clear of it until the next uh, illness I have. So. <laughs> you found yeah. the ultimate illness TV show. That's good. Yeah, oh, yeah. I like it. Perfect for that. Oh, so, uh, well. But, uh, yeah, moving on to um, Bible kind of stuff. What's what's yes. been going on in Bible reading? Well, I was I'm so excited to tell you that my plan from last year has borne fruit. I have mm -hmm. started with great vigor on January first my Bible reading plan, um, yeah, but right. with a slight modification. Here's mm -hmm. the thing: da, da, da. I'm going chronologically. Ah, I know. great! Yeah, chronological Bible reading. It. Yeah, yep. I've never done it before, but I happened to be chatting to someone, and they gave me. Um, their chronological Bible, which also happens to be a Holman version, and I'd never done my year in the Bible or my quiet times in Holman, so I thought, all right, yeah. I'll, I'll borrow it. Yeah, and cool. um, as you know, you and I discussed this the other week, where I was getting super frustrated in Genesis at all of the wild ungodliness. I just was getting mad at Sarah and Abram mm. and um, Hagar, just um, everyone. Um, but I've just had a discovery, a breakthrough, I would say, this week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I'm deep down into the end of Genesis and yeah. I was recalling um, I went to a musical uh, over Christmas, which was Come From Away, which is a musical about what happened when on September 11 on the terrorist attacks, um, what happened to the planes when they were diverted, if they were incoming from Europe to mm, the US, yeah. the US airspace closed. And so where did the planes go? They went to, all, all of them went to this small town in um, Nova Scotia called Gander. And mm -hmm. the musical is about that, right? Mm, and yeah. so it's a recount of historical events in a dramatic way. Mm. And as I was reading Genesis, I was realizing this is a recount of historical events in a dramatic way. It's truth, yeah. but it's also meant to cause a reaction in me. So I just thought I'd read a little bit that I just I laughed because I was like, this is this is dramatic. This is this is kind of like come from away. So yeah. Genesis forty five, we've got Joseph. 
He's in. He's been in Egypt for many years. Um, he's now risen up the ranks. Pharaoh's number two, and his brothers have come down from Canaan to get food during the famine. And of course, he recognizes his brothers who had tried to kill him. And so <laughs> he's he's standing before his brothers, and this is what forty five verse one says. Joseph could no longer keep his composure in front of all of his attendants. So he called out, send everyone away from me. No one was with him when he revealed his identity to his brothers. But he wept so loudly, the Egyptians heard it and also Pharaoh's household heard it. Joseph said to his brothers, I am Joseph. Is my father still living? But they could not answer him because they were terrified in his presence. And I was just like, this is hilarious. <laughs> like, we've got like loud bur- like bursts of emotion from a fully grown man who's got yeah. grown children. We've got people terrified. We've got people listening on in the other room. And all the while, these are like gods, that like people. And yeah. it just made me think, interesting. I'm going to read Genesis differently from now on. Yeah. So anyway, that's my journey. Yeah, fantastic. So you've noticed here in uh, Genesis 45 the drama of the event and um, yeah. you're letting yourself go along with it, feel it. Um, yeah, because I think last week as I was reading it, I was just getting frustrated and angry because I was trying to learn all these things and I was thinking, oh, Sarah's so sinful and oh, Jacob is repulsive and, and, and just mm. – thinking, oh, how am I meant to learn from these people? And, oh, thank you for Jesus, like trying to make the Jesus connection in this Old Testament book. Mm. Mm. Whereas this week I think I've just lightened up since I had the come from away <laughs> realisation. I've lightened yeah. up and thought, okay, this is God's word written down, inspired for me, but also it's pretty dramatic. It's pretty intense. It's like, and then yeah. the next minute this happened, and then the next minute this happened. And I'm meant to just kind of ride the wave and say, okay, these are God's people Praise the Lord, God continues to save them. Praise the Lord, God continues to save me. He has, and yeah. others in Jesus. Okay, that'll do. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm totally, totally agree with that. I think, yeah, it's, it's becoming a, yeah, becoming a better reader when you can um, read and ride the wave and go along with it. And yeah, yeah I the, think the so. Time will, the time will come for study and exegetical questions and, and wrestling. Absolutely. Absolutely. But, Mm. Sorry, interrupted you. Continue. At the, at the level you're at, yeah, with this this level of reading, it's yeah about enjoying, savoring um, the narrative, and yeah, yeah, the learning will come. Yeah, I think so, and and realizing that you know the week before was worthwhile, and I had to wrestle yeah. with: Do I trust God that even though I don't like these stories, that they've been written down for a purpose? Whereas this week, it's been like, oh, oh, look at humanity; it's, <laughs> they're a bit ridiculous. Thank you, God, for loving humanity, including me. Yeah. Great. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just yeah. been good to ride that wave. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. That's so mm. good. Mm. I look Meanwhile, forward to more uh, chronological Bible reading stories yeah, as we go yeah. through the year. Oh, it's going to be good. Meanwhile, summer reading, how'd you go? Yes. Yes. No, you and I both, um, yes, yeah, put ourselves on record of our summer reading plans uh, <laughs> and uh, went well, actually. Yeah. And I oh, didn't great. cover everything, but um, uh Read a fair bit of what I'd set out to read, um, and uh, yeah, David Brainerd's bi- biography, "A Flame for God" by Vance Christie. Um, I read that one through, and fascinating. Uh, that was great. So David Brainerd, he was a, a missionary to Native Americans in um, Pennsylvania, um, and uh, 
New, New Jersey and, and places like that. Um, 1718 to 1747, only 29 okay. when he died of tuberculosis. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he's he, he wrote quite a detailed and vivid and inspiring uh, journal or a couple of journals, right. uh, which Jonathan Edwards edited. And so I, I didn't read the journals, but I read the biography um, with various quotes. And um, yeah, it was just a really amazing experience of reading that. Um, he was a very passionate guy, uh, really loved Jesus and mm. uh, wanted the honour of Jesus and wanted people to believe and went through a lot of hardship trying to reach out to um, uh, to Native Americans in these different places. Um, mm. Saw um, a, a reasonable amount of fruit and people becoming Christians. Mm. Um, frustrating times with the, the white Americans or col- settlers, colonists, um, setting, being ungodly and, yeah, mm. yeah. not being helpful. Um, and, um, yeah, I think in terms of um, something that caught my attention, uh, was his focus on people being distressed for their souls in in the, in the evangelistic project? Project, and I think uh-huh. I'm not an expert on this, but I think coming out of the Puritan story in the late 1600s, um, that was conversion is was often thought of as not something that would happen in one moment, but there was a phase of people being distressed for their souls, which could right. last for a week or two or three. Um, before people found relief in forgiveness and mercy and um, uh, the blessings of the gospel. And so right. it was really interesting in, in his um, journals when he would write, I, I preached and it was good to see that many people were distressed for their souls or people were weeping in distress for their souls. And just, yeah, I seemed to have this, um, as part of preaching, he, he wanted people grieved about their souls, their state before God, their, um, their condemnation. And uh, mm. he wasn't in a rush necessarily to have these people um, find forgiveness and join the gospel in that moment. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Because I guess what that speaks to is a confidence that what they what they don't need is immediate soothing of emotion, but instead mm. what they need is to move through that distress towards Jesus in repentance mm. and trust. And so – you can resolve the tension immediately by soothing their emotion mm. or you can say, oh, I wonder if God is bringing them through this to show them Jesus. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So I realised that I, I probably don't know enough about the theology of the, the Puritans mm. and their immediate kind of um, descendants in that sort of 1700s kind of age. Yeah, um, I don't either. I'm curious. realised I probably have a theology of conversion that is shaped by my culture and potentially open to critique from other mm. other cultures. Mm. Um, and to think, uh, yeah, in those in an evangelistic talk or in a moment, how much of the the journey from uh, towards salvation do I expect people to to take or I'm praying for? So, mm. um, yeah, but uh, mostly really encouraged by David Brainerd and. Few interesting facts. William Carey, who was a real pioneer of missions, mm-hmm. um, he had any anyone in, in his influence or any organisations were required to read David Brainerd's uh, biography at least once a year. Um, oh, once a year. Yeah, very frequently. 
And uh, Jim Elliott, who's famous from his yes. wife's book, Through the Gates of Sp Splendor, was massively influenced by reading uh, David Brainerd's biography. So, um, Goodness. yeah, his, his influence was not just among the Indians at that time, but his, his diaries over the centuries have been massively influential. So, mm. yeah, maybe it's something I should read as well. So, yeah. And how accessible is this book? Could anyone pick it up? And read oh, the it? book by yeah, book, the book by Vance Christie, very accessible. Yep, it's mm. a it's a um, um, readable, reasonably thorough biography. Yeah. But okay, um, obviously, yeah, reading biographies is just a great Christian habit. And um, yeah, um, I'll have to you, tell you one I read last next week. Oh, I'm good! Excited. I look forward yeah. to it. I look forward yeah. to it. Yeah. Um, but if yeah, so um, no, that's uh, that's my summer reading. Enjoyed it. <laughs> If, Sounds if, good. For our listeners, if you guys are reading biographies or uh, embarking on Christian biographies, I'd love to hear about it. Yeah. And, um, yeah, yeah, hear are your recommendations as well. Mm, definitely. Well, we're out of time and we will be back next week, of course. But mm. in the meantime, we would love to encourage people, wouldn't we, Richard, to share the podcast um, with others, but particularly share about how it's changed you in terms of how you think about Jesus or how you read the Bible or Yes, maybe a book you've read out of the podcast or just something that you've enjoyed about learning about God. Um, yeah, we would find great joy in hearing that you've shared the podcast with someone um, and had quality conversation about it. Indeed. No. Well, uh, thanks, Joe. It's been great chatting. I hope you get some good <laughs> rain gauge readings during the week. <laughs> I intend to. <laughs> All right. Talk to you next week. See you then. Bye. 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 